Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, 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 amen. We praise the Lord this morning because he's worthy to be praised. There is none like him. There is none to compare. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. Amen. We're so honored to be in the house of God this morning, and we welcome everyone that is here in the house of God to praise God with us. 
We pray God will bless us this morning, our online viewers. We thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We pray God will bless you all this morning. Amen. We want you to feel at liberty. Worship the Lord as always. We're going to invite you all if you could stand right now. We're going to get right into a service. We're going to pray and ask the Lord to touch us this morning. And that he will bless our service this morning. That whatever will be said and done, this morning will be done to the glory and to the honor of his name. There is someone out there this morning that's going through things that you don't know and I don't know. But let's just pray for one another this morning. That God will touch us this morning morning that it will touch our hearts that it will touch our minds that it will touch our families that it will give us direction and wisdom so play with pray with us this morning and ask the lord to have his way in our service this morning father god we love you lord god we come before you present one more time, Lord God, to worship you, Lord, in the beauty of holiness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for this privilege, O oh God, to be in the service one more time, O oh God. Truly, you are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. You are a Savior, our Keeper. You are our King. You are a rock and our soul and our shield, O oh God. Father God, as we pray this morning, O oh God, we ask you to forgive us for every sins, O oh God. We ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and all filthiness, O oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will purge us and help us to be clean, O oh God. Wash us in your blood, O oh God. Sanctify us through thy truth. Thy word is true. Thy word is the light unto our feet, O oh God. We truly thank you for your blood, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, together in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord God, together in your presence this morning to worship you, Lord God. As we pray this morning, we pray, Lord God, for every person that is here, Lord God. God, those that are tuning, oh God, with us this morning, oh God, whatever they're going through, Lord God, in their family lives, oh God, oh God, that are affected, I pray, Lord God, for healing this morning, oh God, for strength this morning, oh God, upon every heart, upon every mind, oh God, that someone will be encouraged this morning to put their trust in you, Lord God, to cast all their cares upon you, Lord God, for you care for us, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will touch us individually, touch us collectively. Lord God, let there be a move of your spirit like never before, Lord God. Like you said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, oh God. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Oh God, we pray for a mighty move of your spirit in this place, oh God. I pray anointing upon our pastor as he preached this morning that you will touch him, oh God, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord God. Let there be a divine move of your spirit like never before, oh God. As we give you all the glory, and Father God, as we give you all the honor, Lord God, we thank you in advance for what you're doing in this hour, and what you're about to do, Lord God. Heal us, oh God, from any sickness. Heal us from any complication, Lord God. Heal us, oh God, from this pandemic, oh God. I pray and ask your will to be done, oh God. Not my will, but thy will be done. Have your way, oh God, as we glorify your name in the mighty the name of Jesus we pray. Come on church, all over this place. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning because He's worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, we serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you today. Thank you, God, for your blessing, God. 
Oh, you're worthy to be praised, Jesus. Say, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Lord, you're mighty.
There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like there's no God. There's no God like there's no God. There's no God like there's no God. There's no God. There's no God. There's no God like there's no God. There's no God like there's no God like there's no God like there's no God like him. There's no God like There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Angels.
Jesus, we love you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome song. I can remember the moments when we were at the height of the corona pandemic and the words of songs had a little bit more meaning because you didn't know what was going on you didn't understand what was happening but when you heard certain songs and the words of those songs you felt that peace and that comfort to say it's going to be alright and this certainly was one of those songs our God he's champion he reigns forever. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter what the situation is. He's champion. He's never lost. He sits on the throne. He reigns forever and ever and ever. And so I thank God that I know him. And he is our God. Oh, oh thank you, Jesus. If you have any prayer requests this morning, you can just raise your hand. As I like to say, God knows what's in your heart. So whatever it is that you would like for us to pray about this morning, if you just raise your hand to say, I have a prayer request, you go ahead and we're going to pray with you, touch and agree with you on that prayer request because God knows your heart. God is the only mind reader. There is no other one that can read minds. The devil can't read your mind. That's why sometimes don't disclose to the devil how you're feeling. Don't don't speak out loud how you're feeling because the devil now has uh, he takes that opportunity to work on that. So when 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 you're feeling down or you're feeling out or things are not going the way you would like, don't communicate that out loud. Don't say it to no one or just speak it in the atmosphere. I want you to just remember our God, He's champion. He reigns. Just think about that and, and, and don't you speak that negative situation that's going on in your mind or that negative circumstance that you're facing. Just say, our God, know that he's champion. He can't lose and he will fight for you, our God. And so he's a mind reader. He's the only one that's a mind reader. So when we say, if you have a prayer request, just slip your hand up and we'll pray together about your situation. It's because our God, he knows what's in your heart. And as you communicate that in your prayer this morning, we're touching and agreeing. And God certainly will respond to your petitions. Mm. So we're going to go before the Lord in prayer this morning and ask him 
to just grant to us those things that we put before him and ask him to have his way. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person that slipped their hand in the air to say, God, I need you. My family needs you. I have a circumstance. I have a situation for each and every one of those individuals. I touch and agree with them this morning. For Lord, it is your will we pray to be done in their life. It's your kingdom to come and be manifested in their life that we now pray, touching and agreeing. Let thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Let it be so, Lord God. Whatever it is that they have petitioned and made a request unto you for, oh God, will you meet and exceed that need? For only you can do it, Lord. Our God is champion. And Lord, we call on you. Our God, who cannot lose, who, oh God, reign forever. Will you hear our cry this morning and grant our petitions as we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. And for our service today, I pray that none will leave the same way they came in. For those that are joining us, Lord God, whether virtual or here in person, that they will not come away from this service today without supernatural move of your spirit in their heart and in their mind, but let thy will be done. For Lord, we want to be ready. Oh God, prepared for your return. For we know your return is near. Help us, almighty God. We ask you, Lord Jesus, rain down upon us this morning. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for each and every person that have tuned in, that have come into the house of the Lord. God, exceed their need, almighty God. Exceed their expectation, almighty God. Oh, somebody, if you will just have faith this morning. God wants you to have faith. He doesn't need you to have a whole lot of faith this morning. He just wants you to have faith. The grain of a mustard seed. That's what he wants you to have this morning. And if you will have that kind of faith, he said he'll do the rest. Mm. Whatever it is that you need, he'll do the rest. Whatever it is that you're looking for this morning, God says he will do it. He just wants you to have faith the size, the grain of a mustard seed. Oh, I feel it in my bones this morning. God is up to something. 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 Ah. Oh, Jesus, let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Oh, we pray and ask you these things in Jesus' holy name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have Brother Tom to come. He's going to do our announcements. You may be seated. Amen. And after Brother Tom comes and do our announcements, Brother Scarlett will receive our offering this morning. He will pull double duties and then he will uh, minister in songs. I mean, he was tremendous this morning at 9 a.m. Oh, my goodness. Ah, he was tremendous. The Lord used him this morning. He ministered in music this morning. And we thank God for him and what God is doing in his life. Amen. I want you to remember this. Spread the word. Next Sunday, we will do um, special offering. So next Sunday, come ready to be blessed and bring a fantastic offering. And God will do some great things. Brother Tom, if you will come and do our announcements this morning, that would be outstanding. Amen. Morning, church. Today is She's for Christ virtual walk. 
And so those of you who um, didn't get in on making um, some kind of a pledge, you are able to continue to do so. So if you would like to um, make a, just a donation, whether you walk or not, um, please uh, reach out to Sister Patrice and all the folks that do that will make sure that those funds get to the right place. Um, and then those of you who are involved in the Flex Walk, make sure that you film yourself and send it off to Sister Crystal so that we can have all that. She's putting together some kind of a video thing, I think. Um, the next time that we're going to have outreach into the community is going to be on the 26th, Saturday the 26th. We hope that you'll join us, 930 here. We're going to have a community week of fasting, so think about that. Make your plans. Think that through. We are, uh, we're shooting for October the 4th, the week of October the 4th or the 10th, and the intent is for us to be focused upon the Lord's um, placing us for a permanent residence wherever he has for us and to put that time in uh, fasting and praying. The next family Zoom meeting, we had one just a few days back. We're going to do another one in October giving you some heads up on that. We're going to be trying to announce as best we can. Uh, just put that on your calendar today, those of you at home. And then the last thing I want to share with you is that uh, we are going to go forward with our annual All Nations Sunday. We're going to be doing a little bit different than what we've been doing. Uh, we're going to um, still have our usual 1030 service. We're still going to have our, uh, our video reception, and we're going to have folks here. Invite your friends. If they're not with us physically, invite them to join you virtually, and we'll send links off, and we'll, we'll have everybody involved. Um, Brother Scarlett has some special plans ahead uh, for, uh, for that day uh, so we can uh, continue to represent. We won't have our family and friends um, banquet that we've had in the past, but we're going to do something else so that we can celebrate that uh, special day. Have a great day. Thank you, Brother Tom. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord one more time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So honored to be in the house of God this morning. We welcome everyone that is there. Amen. In the house of God, our uh, online viewers, we thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We pray God will bless us. You know, it's something when you have... When you have a deep passion and love for something, you're going to give it with all your hearts and with all your mind. You know, um, in, in, in our world today is a kickoff of the, well, it started uh, Thursday night or NFL started out. And uh, for, you know, some of us that are involved in loving our footballs and, uh, you know, you get excited about the games and everything, you know. Whenever it comes on to the house of God, try to build up that little momentum much more. Not only when we're watching our game or favorite teams, we get excited, but whenever we, you know, in the house of God, we should have a little bit much more. Because why? God gave us much more than we can even imagine or think. You know, so um, it's offering time. I'm here this morning to receive our offering this morning. And I pray that we will give not only what you intend to give, but you'll give a little bit much more. You know, we're trying to find a facility where we can facilitate everybody, where we can be comfortably have our social distancing and praising God together without worrying about uh, we have to cut one service short. You know, we want to make sure everyone get their due blessing that they sure do need to get. Amen. So give a good offering this morning, whatever the Lord have on your heart this morning. If you want to give an extra, make sure you give an extra. The Lord will bless you in return. Amen. We're going to invite you all if you could stand with us. Amen. So good to 
see everyone again in the house of God, you know, continue to praise God with us, and I'm sure God will continue to bless us. Amen. We're going to pray this morning as we receive this morning's offering. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for what we have already felt in this place. Lord God, you are truly great and you are mighty, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for our church family, Lord God. Those that are watching, oh God, via, oh God, virtual, Lord God, we pray and ask a special blessing upon them, Lord God. Those that are in the house of God this morning, oh God, we pray and ask you, oh God, to bless us likewise, oh God. Help us, Lord God, not to withhold nothing from you. Why? Because you have done so much for us where we are thankful and glad oh god we ask you lord god as we're about to receive this morning's offering though god that you will bless those who have to give those who have not likewise make a way so they can be a blessing in your house oh god we ask you to bless us and keep us oh father god we ask you lord god that a special blessing and outpouring of your spirit will be upon the man of god as he come forth to preach your word this morning lord god we ask your anointing upon them oh god lord god that there will be a spiritual divine move of your spirit oh god from here onward lord god to the remaining portion of the service we love you we give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship you in jesus name and everybody said amen amen we have a basket in the middle we have one to my left and one to my right so feel free give unto the lord this morning be a blessing unto the lord amen praise god hallelujah
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Y'all got to put up with me a little bit. I feel something in me. this Since this morning at 9 a.m., I said, what's going on with me? I don't know what's going on with me. Oh, God, I thank you. God is doing something. God is doing something, church. I've got good news for you this morning. I'm going to help you this morning. And if you want some help, I'm going to help you this morning. I believe God wants to help us this morning. Hallelujah. Brother Kellerman preached this morning at our 9 a.m. service. He preached about the blood of Jesus. Amen. If you want to be covered by the blood, you got to be baptized in the name. Hallelujah. We thank Brother Kellerman for ministering to us this morning. Amen. Thank God for him. And today I will be ministering at Family Church at 5 p.m. And so you pray with me and for me. And if you can join me, that would be great, too. Amen. We're going to get into the word of the Lord today. And we want God to have his way in this service as well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see all of you. It's always good to see the family of God when we come together, gathered together in his name. Amen. I feel like we're all in one accord today with the message on the blood this morning. The songs that we sang uh, just is complimentary to the word that I will share with you this morning. Amen. If you will stand with me, we're going to read a couple portions of scriptures and then we can be seated. We'll pray and then we can be seated and um, we'll see what the Lord will do. I greet all of our family that is tuning in virtually this morning. All of you, you know, I love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of Christ Center Church and thank you for all that you're doing to be a blessing to this church and being a part of this church. Uh, keep in mind, remember, 1.7 million. Amen. We went to the property yesterday. We walked around and we prayed. So we we're expecting for someone or a few people to add up to 1.7 million. Amen. Property looks ready to go. We got a few things that need to be done, but we can move in and um, in a little bit of time we can be in our new home and we can just have one service. Ugh, not two, one. Amen. Um, it's in the vicinity. It's about, I don't know, three and a half minutes from here. So, oh yeah, I wouldn't take you all crazy out of the way. It's three, three and a half minutes from here. So we'll see. If that's what the Lord will is or it's something else. And so we're praying and we're seeking the Lord to say, where do you want us to be, Lord? And, um, you know, get us in alignment with uh, your will. And so we're praying about that. On Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m., if you would like to know about the Bible, um, I don't teach a message in this Bible study. This is what I would call a home Bible study. This is a Bible study I teach on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. from 8 to 835 I teach this Bible study. It's not your traditional Bible study where um, you're, you know, we're going through teaching the message. This is straight just teaching you Bible concepts, teaching you Bible concepts so you can learn the Bible, know the Bible, so you can understand um, the times of the Bible and uh, understand the people of the Bible. And so I'm teaching that on Tuesdays 
um, from 8 p.m. to 8.35 p.m. And if you'd like to more, know more about the Bible, you can let me know and we will send you the Zoom um, invite so you can tune in. So you have to you have to get the link. There must we must send you out the Zoom link for you to be able to participate on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. to 8:35 for our Bible study. That's it's not like Thursday night Bible study. So um, going to come into Thursday night Bible study or tune in to Thursday night Bible study, you won't get the same thing. You'll get two different things. Um, you know, we talk about who wrote the Bible. Uh, we talk about Old and New Testament, you know, how many books in the Bible. We talk about the prophets and all of that kind of thing. It's just totally different. So if you want to be a part of that, join us. I can't help myself. Um, I just love to teach God's word, love to help you to understand God's word. So if you want to be a part of that, let us know. We'll send you the Zoom link. Amen. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Exodus chapter 6. Verse number two, Exodus chapter six, verse number two, we'll read verse two and three, and then we'll jump down to verse six and seven. The word of the Lord says in Exodus chapter six, verse number two, and God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac. And unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Follow this now. There's something going on. Verse 6 and 7 says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. I got to tell you, you need to make a note of that text there that we're reading, because God says he's not a respecter of persons. God loves everybody. And so if he brought Israel out the way he did, as we know, he will bring you out as well. There is no situation that you can face. There is no trouble that you can be in. There is no situation where you feel trapped, where you can't get out, that God cannot get you out of. If we don't get out of our situations, it's only because we didn't want to come out. You got to mark that down. If we don't get out, it's because we don't want to come out. I wonder why Israel was in bondage for 400 years. Could it have been one year? Could it have been 10 years? Why did it take so long? It might just be because that's how long it took them to get tired of it. And usually we don't get out of our situation until we get tired of it. Because our God don't waste time. And so we can play games with ourselves and say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I just want this to change. But you can tell me that. But God knows every heart because God read minds. And say so a lot of times we are in our situation and we're there and we're not coming out because we're not ready to come out. The only part about that that's scary is will it be too late when you're ready to come out? It's the scary part about that. But the good news is 
The moment you say and sincerely want to get out, God, I want to get out. He will bring you out just like he brought out the children of Israel. Verse number seven says, and I will take you to me for a people. (laughs) Oh, God, help us. Larry. Now, this is the part that is that keeps some of us in the bondage. I don't know if you caught that. I'll I'll read it again so you you catch it. This is why some of us stay in our situation. Why? Because he says, if I bring you out, you're going to be my people. (laughs) If I bring you out, you got to be my people. And so some people say, without saying it, okay, then I'm good. Then I don't want to come out. Because if I got to come out to be your people, I don't want to come out. Because I want to just be unto myself. And he will say, oh, you want to be unto yourself? Then I'll leave you unto yourself. And so that's what we have going a lot, Stacy. is people say they want to come out until they realize, if I come out, I'm going to have to be his people. Because he brought me out, so he don't want me to be his people. And so we like, I'm good. Let me keep being me. Uh-huh. And I will take you to be, take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for just the gathering of the body of Christ. Oh, God, whatever you're doing, Lord, continue to do it because there's something that's happening in the realm of the spirit, Lord God. And only you know, but God, if you will open our understanding as well, we would really, truly appreciate and embrace it. God, have your way this morning. Uh, Oh, God, speak to us this morning. Uh, Let none of us walk away without being encouraged, uh, without knowing, almighty God, uh, your plan for our life. Uh, God, I pray the blessings will begin to flow and flow abundantly upon each and every one of us. Help us, Lord God, to become doers of your word and not just hearers only. I pray, Father, today the anointing will flow and you will place me in the flow of your spirit to minister your word and the hearts of your people will be touched in a special way that the word of God will be engrafted into their heart. Oh, God, and that they will receive it with clarity in their understanding. Have your way this morning, oh God. I love you, Jesus. I'm so grateful and thankful, Lord God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Jesus, there is none like you. The great I am. The author and finisher of my faith. The king eternal immortal. The only wise God. The only true and living God. Where heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. There is none like you. For you are the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. The one which is, which was, and which is to come. The only true and living God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody clap their hands unto the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Parents today usually choose a name for their child because they like the sound of that name. 
or perhaps because they wish to honor someone who bears that name. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, they do not know the original meaning of the name they have chosen for their child. They just like the name. They want to honor someone that had that name. And so we choose names for our children for many different reasons. In the Bible, however, a name was usually chosen for its meaning. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament records many instances in which the name given to a child related to the circumstances surrounding the child's birth or to the aspiration held by the parents for their child. And so when your child was born or as you were carrying your child, you had aspirations for that child. And so that's one way you can decide to select a name for that child because you said that child is going to be a prince. That child is going to be a princess. That child is going to be something. And so you choose a name of what you want that child to be. Today, I've entitled the message that I will minister to you this topic. There is power in God's name. There is power in God's name. Mm -hmm. In biblical thought, a name is not a mere label or identification. It is an expression of the essential nature of its bearer. A person's name in the Old Testament is the essence of personality, the expression of innermost being. A name is just not an identification kind of deal. God himself placed great significance upon names. He changed the name of Abram, which means exalted father, to Abraham, father of many nations, to signify his promise to many, his promise to make him a father of many nations. After Jacob wrestled with God, his name was changed from Jacob, heel catcher, supplanter, to Israel, contender with God. In the New Testament, Simon, meaning heard, became Peter, meaning a rock. Names were significant in Bible times, and so it was with the Almighty God. God used names and titles to reveal himself to us. He used names and titles to reveal himself to us. To Moses, God said, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but my name, Lord, which means Jehovah, I was not known to them. Because you're going to know God's name according to your experiences or experience with God. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. 
I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought, who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Abraham used the name Jehovah. However, God did not make known to him the full significance of his name It's redemptive aspect of his name. Hmm. Abraham saw God's omnipotence. That word omnipotence means power, all power. So Abraham saw God's omnipotence as displayed in miracles, but he did not have the occasion to see and understand the fullness of God's delivering power. Abraham saw the power of God manifested through miracles and demonstration, but Abraham didn't get to see what Moses see, saw, which was how God delivered the children of Israel out of the bondage and sin. So the children of Israel, they see God as the powerful delivering God because that's what he did for them. And Abraham saw him as the almighty God because uh, that's how God manifested himself to him. So God is manifesting himself to all of us in some way, shape, or form, and He will. we, we can identify that with the name that God will place upon his manifestation. Mm-hmm. In Exodus, God promised to reveal himself to his people in a new way. He associated his name, Jehovah, with a new and greater understanding of his character. To know God's name is to know his true identity, nature, and character. When you know God's name, you will really understand who he is. You will get an understanding of his nature and his character. The name of God is very important because when you know his name, you're going to know something about him. Somebody, when they hear your name, if they know you, they right away begin to associate your nature, your character. When they hear your name, when somebody say, Ethan, if they know him, they begin to associate his behavior, his nature, his character. When someone say, Giancarlo, what what do they think about? They know who he is, his nature, his character. Whatever your name is, as you begin to live that life, and you begin to build up who you are, show people who you are, that name represents who you are. Can't get away from it. So even though your parents didn't name you something that they were thinking about what you were supposed to be. It's all right. You are the one that's determining what your name means. When people say your name, what are they thinking? God revealed himself to us. If you will look in Isaiah chapter 43. I love Isaiah chapter 43. Look at what the scripture says in verse number three. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for ransom, Ethiopian sea before thee. 
verse 11. It's like he repeated it in a different way. Look at verse 11, same 43. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Hold on to that one real good. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. That's in the book of Isaiah. He's telling them in Isaiah, I'm a Savior. I'm the Savior. Mm-hmm. Look in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says this, and she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now God said in Isaiah, Isaiah 43, 11, what did he say? You remember what that said? You want to you go back to that real quick? He said, besides me, Larry, there's no savior. Either God a liar or, or, or God is trying to get us to understand who he really is. So let's go back to Matthew. And Matthew says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So in Isaiah, God said his people and there's none, no other savior. And here now Jesus is saying his people and he will say it's really right before you to understand that almighty God was revealing himself to his people so we can know him. And at this juncture, he's revealing more of himself to say, here I am. I am the one, the almighty God, who became the man Christ Jesus to save my people. I will be what I need to be to save my people. We can't make him three and four and five and six. He is one, but he will be what he has to be to save his people. That's why he said way back in Exodus, I am who I am, because he will be who he will be to save you and I, to reveal himself to us. He will do and be whatever he needs to do and be to save us. What a good God. Ooh, I love you, Jesus. And so verse 22 in, in Matthew says, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So this son is God with us. So what you what, what you got to understand is when before God manifested himself as man, he existed be among us as spirit. And then he says, I'm going to do one better because my desire and will is to continue to reveal myself to my people so they can know me, so they can be saved, and so we can spend eternity together. So I will continue to reveal myself. I will continue to give you the opportunity to know me. But it's up to you whether you want to pursue to know who I am so you can have the right relationship with me. In Philippians 2, verse number 9, 
the verse says, wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the scriptures we have read reveal God's name. God's name is Jesus. God's name is Jesus. And so God's name is powerful. Mm-hmm. God's name represent his character and glory as was revealed to Moses. Throughout the Old Testament, God progressively revealed more about his character to his people. This progressive revelation was often expressed by new names such as Jehovah Jireh, meaning our provider, and Jehovah Rapha, meaning our healer. The name of God is the key to understanding the biblical doctrine of God. To know the name of God is to know God as he was revealed to us. The name of God means primarily his revealed nature and character. You get a hold of God's name, that name Jesus. It's not just any old name. It's a heavenly name. It's a name that God gave to himself so he can get us to understand who he truly is. Because when you see Jesus, you're seeing God Almighty in the flesh. And God is trying to get you to know him. He's trying to reveal his character. He's trying to reveal his nature to us. And the best way to ever see it, the best way to ever understand it is when you look at Jesus. Then you see God. Then you understand God's nature. Then you can come to an understanding of what you can do to please him. Because he's living it out and showing it to you what he's all about. The name of God, which is Jesus Christ, is the true manifestation of who God is. His identity, his nature, his character. Jesus is God revealed. His self-revelation also signifies his power, authority, and presence. The fullness of God's character, power, authority, and presence are invested in the name Jesus the Christ and is made available to us when we invoke the name of Jesus. Church, when you invoke that name Jesus, you're not just saying any other word. You're not just saying any other name. You're saying the name that's above every name. You're saying the name that's all-powerful. You're saying the name where demons will trip. You're saying the name that will heal. You're saying the name that will deliver. we got to get to a place where we will begin to invoke the name of Jesus. Mm. A lot of things we can prevent if we will just invoke the name. There's a lot of things we could deal, we could have dealt with a whole lot better if we would just invoke the name as opposed to just, I don't know, getting in our own way of thinking. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. Sometimes you don't know what to say. But all you gotta do is just invoke the name and say, Jesus. Jesus. I don't understand what's going on. Jesus. Will you help me? Sometimes it's just Jesus. Help! Mm. 
Jesus, help us. The Bible says in Colossians 2 and 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So what your understanding is in Jesus was God. Everything is in Jesus. All the fullness of God is in Jesus. So if you want to know who God is, just know who Jesus is. Because Jesus is almighty God manifest. There's only one God and his name is Jesus. There's only one name that's above every name and that name is Jesus. There is power in God's name. There's power in God's name. I have plenty of examples in the Bible that there's power in God's name. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Hey, you can't be saved in the name of Paul. You can't be saved in the name of Peter. You can't be saved in the name of Mary. You can't be saved in the name of Joseph. You can't be saved in my name or your name. The only name that you can be saved in is the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. You wonder why us apostolic Pentecostals are so dogmatic about the name. It's because we want you to know that you can't get it right without that name. You can't be saved without that name. You can't be delivered without that name. That's why we're so dogmatic about the name. you got to know the name. you got to understand the name, what it means, what it represents. Let me tell you something. There is no way you got baptized in a Pentecostal apostolic church and you don't know how you got baptized. From the minute I talk to somebody and they say, well, I don't remember how I got baptized. I say, you got to get baptized again. Because in the apostolic Pentecostal church, they let you know that name is important. That name is significant. That name is glorious. And it's the only name you can get saved in. Listen, it's the reason why you get into a Pentecostal apostolic church. Listen, there's a lot of churches that are doing a lot of things. You can lie to yourself if you want. But you know, if you ever been into an apostolic Pentecostal church as opposed to any other church, there's a certain kind of authority that you get to experience in a Pentecostal apostolic church that you don't experience any. There's a certain level of authority. There's a certain level of power and anointing that gets experienced in a Pentecostal apostolic church than any other place. You know why? Because we reverence the name. The power is in the name. The power is in the name. The power is in the name. Every place else that do not understand the name, they don't ha- understand the power. They don't understand the authority. They don't really know him because the name is where he reveals his true nature and character. So a lot of people are trying to know him or a lot of people think they know him. But until you understand that that name means 
a whole lot more than what you think it is until you understand that that name is God revealing himself to us and it's God Almighty becoming man and saying, here I am. Look at how I live. Look at how I treat people. Look at what I do. This is me from the beginning of your life because I'm from everlasting to everlasting. But the time came where I revealed myself to you because if you read my word, I kept revealing myself in different ways to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. I kept revealing myself to Moses. I kept revealing myself to Naaman and to all the prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah. I revealed myself to them at different points in time. And then finally, because we're in the end time, I had to come reveal myself now. Physically. All of them in the Old Testament they, they got my revelation in different ways, whether it be by deliverance, whether it, whether it be by my power, whether it be by my provision. But you all that are living in the last days, you get to reveal, get me to reveal myself to you so you can know me like nobody else has ever known me. Oh, God, we know once God revealed himself to us, we know him better than anyone else that ever walked the earth. I know. The prophet Isaiah knew him. I know Elijah knew him. I know Enoch walked with him. But they never knew that one day he was going to reveal himself as the man Christ Jesus and walk among us and then gave his life for us, shed his blood for us. They did not understand that. They prophesied about him. They spoke about him. But they did not know him like we know him today. We ought to relish the name because we, we have received something that, that many have not received. And we need to understand that knowing the name of God, which is Jesus, is knowing about God, is knowing the nature of God, is knowing the character of God because we know the name. Mm-hmm. There is power in God's name. In Acts chapter 2, verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon his titles shall be saved. No, that's not what it says. <laughs> you think it's a mistake why you say call upon the name? <laughs> huh? You think it's a mistake? Oh, God. He says, whosoever shall call upon my name, the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know what that means? This is why, oh, God, sometimes people are, are saying they want to be saved, but they, they refuse to understand who he is. And you can't be saved without knowing who he is. That's why we have to be saved in the name. Because what he's saying is, I want you to know me. God don't want, you think God wants us to be saved and don't know him? I don't know if that's even possible, but that's a deep subject. I don't, that's a deep subject if you think about it. Can one be saved without knowing who God is? I don't know. There's a lot of people you can talk to and they'll tell you they're saved. And then you ask them to explain God to you and they can't, but they'll tell you they're saved. But that's not what I'm preaching about today. He says, whosoever shall call upon my name. When you call upon his name, guess what he's going to do? He's going to send somebody, a preacher like me to say, come here, let me tell you how you're going to get saved. So a lot of people think when they call upon the name of God, then they say, oh, God, I believe in your name and you're saved. No, you call upon him and he sends you help. 
Oh, boy, the Holy Ghost helped me. So the Holy Ghost just gave me this. Larry, so the children of Israel, for a long time, they wouldn't call upon his name. They probably was asking him for stuff that didn't even matter. And so they were calling upon him for other kind of reason. And he was just like, oh, hum. And finally, finally, they said, save us. Save us from our sins. And he says, okay. What did he tell them? Stand still and don't do nothing? No. He, he called his, his man, Moses, and says, all right, here's the instructions. Go to my people now. Here's what you tell them. I'm going to be working on, on, in the background, but you have to give them the instruction on how they're going to get out of here. Why, why we want to be saved? Why we think we're just going to be saved? Oh, God, I believe the name of Jesus. You died and you rose. And, and think, are you kidding me? Where did you ever see that? I mean, the biggest, the, the, the biggest salvation revival from up to that point was the children of Israel being led out, uh, out of Egypt. And they had to do a lot of work. A lot of stuff had to go on. Brother Kellyman talked about it. The blood had to be applied to the, to the, to the, to the doorpost and the lintel. So all of this stuff had to go on and they had to, you know, do sacrifice, eat their lamb and, 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 and don't keep none over, put their sandals on and all of this stuff had to go on before they finally got out of there. But we want to think we can just be saved because we called on the name. When you call on the name, he comes to you and says, okay, let's get to work. When you call on the name, he says, let's get to work. When you call on the name, he says, let's get to work. Because God knows whatever you take part in, you will treat it the right way. But if he's just going to let you just sit back and he does everything, you will be ungrateful and not appreciated and not reverence it. So he makes sure we take part in it. Yeah, we got to take part. We got to do something. He's not going to let you just be a part of it and not do something because you want to respect it. In Acts chapter 2 verse 38, we all know that. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we know that we must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. No other name. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Then said Peter, or then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, rise up and walk. That's not what he said. He said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. There's something about that name. There's something about that name. There's power in that name. When you speak that name, things begin to happen. Not because of you, but because of the name it's because of the name that things will happen when you invoke the name things will happen sometimes you just got to walk around and say in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus help me Lord in the name of Jesus help me Lord in the name of Jesus have your way Lord 
That's how powerful that name is. That's how powerful that name is. You're in the house and you feel something is not right while you're in the house. Don't you try to go into any big prayers. We don't have time for that because the name alone will do things that your big prayers can't do. Just say in the name of God, whatever is happening in this house that is not right, in the name of Jesus, will you remove it? In the name of Jesus, will you get it right? In the name. In the name. You may not have fancy prayers to pray. You may not know all the words in the Bible to say. But you need to know the name is powerful. Just say in the name of Jesus. Pastor may not be available to talk to you at the time. Pastor might not be available to come. And while you're waiting for pastor's help, because I will come and help you. But while you're waiting for my help, just say in the name of Jesus. While you're waiting, just say, Jesus, uh, I know it's you that do it. Uh, I will call for my pastor. I will call for backup, my brother and sister in Christ. Uh, But right now, uh, they're not here to help me. uh, And I know you are here. uh, So in the name of Jesus, uh, will you do uh, what only you can do uh, and help me in the name? name of Jesus. Luke 4.33. Let me show you sometimes how we're just so way behind. Let me show you something. Luke 4.33. The word of the Lord says, and in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. Mm -hmm. And cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Thou art come to destroy us. I know thee. Who art thou, the Holy One of Israel? And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. Now, look at all this that the demons are saying. The demons are saying. The demons are saying. The demon said in verse 34, let us alone. They had an encounter with Jesus. And the first thing they said is, let us alone. And what you do when demons come? You there probably panicking. Oh God. Oh God. And these demons, they just saw Jesus. And they said, oh God, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? They said, what do you want us to do? Are thou come to destroy us? You know, that's what they're saying. Are you come to destroy us? The demons know he can destroy them. (laughs) Oh, are you come to destroy us? Are thou come to destroy? I know thee. You better look at that part right there. The demons. The demon says. I know thee, who thou art. They called his name. They said where he's from. And they said, you're the Holy One of God. Tormented, scared to death. And all we got to do is invoke that name. Because what did we say earlier? 
nature, his nature, his character, who he is. So when you say that name, this is why we can get with the devils, not because we're all powerful, but the name that we use is all powerful. So if they're afraid of him, all we got to do is say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you devil, you better get out of my house. In the name of Jesus Christ, you devil, you better leave my children alone. In the name of Jesus Christ, you devil you better get out of here why because that name they said are you coming to destroy us because they know he can destroy them they don't know what he will do to them and they know when you invoke that name you know who he is don't let the devils know better than you don't let the devils know better than you the devils said thou art jesus they know him Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to this? The devils know. The devils know, church. We, we can't even, we shouldn't even have time for devils. Our daddy is so powerful that the devils start trembling. Say, are you going to destroy us right now? Are you going to destroy us right now? I know who you are. You, you can do whatever you want to us. Why should we be afraid of them? When, when we invoke the name, when we invoke the name, when we invoke the name, It's not just the name, his character, his nature, his personality, his identity is now manifest. And guess what? Them that are not on his side, they flee, they run, they go because they're afraid that if he shows up, he will destroy them. So you know what they say? Let's get out of here before he shows up. When you use the name, they run because they know if he really shows up, he can just wipe them out. What a privilege we have. What, what, what power we have to invoke the name of Jesus and cause demons to run and cause demons to flee and cause demons to tremble. What are we worrying about? We only worry about one thing, Ethan. We want him to do all that stuff for us, but we don't want to follow him. <laughs> Acts chapter 5 verse 28 says, Saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Again, here we go. Sinners. This is what it's saying. Saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach? John and Peter, they, 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 they bring in the smoke, preaching the word of God, using the name. And they saw that the people in that village saw the miracles that were being done because of the name. They knew the miracles that were being done. They knew that what was happening was because of the name. They knew that was something about the name. And so when these men of God began to preach in that name, they began to see the power of God. And so they decided we will let them keep preaching. They just can't preach in the name. Isn't that something? Let them preach, but they can't use the name. The day you start coming to Christ Center Church and we're not using that name, you better run for your life because there is no power where the name is not being used. If we're not using that name, Jesus, there is no power. And for all of them that want to say, in your son's name, they're crazy. Oh, no. It's the name that it gets invoked that makes the difference. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus where the demons tremble and where people will begin to fear. You ever notice that in our world, if you talk about God, everybody's comfortable? 
Yeah, you can have conversations about God all day, every day. John, you can, you can talk about God all day, every day. Because in everybody's mind, they got a different uh, understanding of who God is or who are their God. So it's, everybody's comfortable when you talk about God because everybody got a God. So everybody's comfortable. But you see when us that know him and we understand who he is that we begin to say, yeah, God almighty, whose name is Jesus. Now everybody get uncomfortable. Now everybody starts saying, well, 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 why are you discriminating? Well, 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 why are you saying that? Well, y'all better just know God's name. Go learn his name and you won't think I'm discriminating. There is only one God and all other gods are idols. There's only one God and all other gods are idols. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Don't be afraid to say his name. There's only one God. And everybody's out there want to be comfortable saying, oh, God, God, God. Okay, God, God, what? What's his name? Because the last I check, if you ain't got the name, it don't mean anything. What we say? If I write a check today to you and don't sign it, don't sign my name, you can't cash that check. The name is significantly important. The name is significantly important, but we want to dance around it so we all can get along. Listen, I've made up in my mind, you just got to be mad at me. You just got to think I'm wrong. You just got to think there's something wrong with me. You got to just, whatever you got to do, go ahead and do it because I'm saying the name. I I don't have time. I'm going to love you. I hope that you will see that he loves me. I hope that you see that I'm for you. I hope that you see that I will do whatever I can to help you. But don't get mad at me because I'm going to stick to the name that I know and stand for the name that I know because he's the one true and living God. My God told me to love my enemy. That God name is Jesus. And so I'm going to keep on invoking the name of Jesus. And even when you don't agree with me, I'm going to say, it's okay. I love you. It don't mean I don't love you. It just means what I know, you don't know. I'm sure there are some things that you know that I don't know. I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. But there's also some things I know. That you don't know. And the day you don't admit that there are people out there that know things you don't know, then you're in trouble. I'm admitting that you know some things I don't. But hear me. I know who Jesus is. I know that Almighty God is Jesus manifesting. I know that. And some of you know that. And so for the ones that don't know that, why don't you try to know that? I'm telling you of that. But 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 don't tell me that that, you know, you know everything because nobody knows everything. So when I tell you about Jesus, don't you be offended. Go figure out if I'm right. But it still come back to we, we don't we, we, we don't we don't want to serve him because we don't want to come out from where we are, because if we come out from where we are, then we got to live a life unto him. That's the big issue. If I come out, if I allow him to bring me out, if I allow him to do something, for, then I got I'm obligated to him. 
So let me just live how I want to live so I'd never be obligated to him. Acts chapter 9, verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. When the apostle Paul got saved, he was a mess before he got saved. And he was persecuting the church. And nobody wanted to mess mess with him or touch him. But God said this about Paul. He says, For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name. Paul was the chosen vessel of God to bear the name of Jesus. You see how important and how powerful that name is? He didn't say to bear my kingdom because God's got the kingdom under control. He says he is going to bear my name. He's going to go forth and people will know who I am because that man will preach my word. That man will preach my name so people can understand who I am. Acts chapter 21 verse 13. I'm close to closing here. Then answered, what mean ye to weep and to break my heart? This is what Paul was saying to the rest of his brethren. For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. You know what that did to me? When you read Acts and, 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 and he said, the Lord says that he is supposed to, in Acts chapter 9, Paul was supposed to bear his name. So while Paul was a mess, a sinner, persecuting the church, the Lord still had mercy on him. The Lord just kept working with him until Paul finally got converted, till Paul finally repented of his sin and got baptized in Jesus' name, till Paul was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And now Paul was a man of God, speak with tongues, living holy and righteous, doing great things for the Lord. And now Paul is bearing the name of Jesus. And Paul got to the end of his journey after all those years just living for God, preaching the gospel, letting people know who Jesus was. He is the one that says great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, preached unto the Gentiles, seen of angels, and received up in glory. Paul preached that, that there is only one God. So Paul come to know that one God and his name is Jesus. Paul said at the end of his journey. He says, why, why are you all looking like that? Why are you all down like that? Why are you all crying for me? He says, I'm, not, I'm, I'm ready not only just to be bound and be taken, but I'm also ready to die at Jerusalem for the name. Hmm. You see how powerful the name is? Not only should we know it, not only do we invoke it, not only do we preach it, But boy, we better be ready to die for it. We better be ready to die for it, which is not a big thing. Because God can raise you up. When you think of death with God, don't be afraid. He showed us that when he died in the flesh, he rose himself after three days. Not only did he rose himself from the grave after three days, the dude ascended to heaven. On his own. So we don't have to worry about dying. Because he will raise us up again. Don't you fear death. He'll raise you up again. Uh Uh-huh. And so Paul is letting them know. I'm ready to die for the name. That challenged me in my spirit. Am I ready to die for the name? 
Because when you're ready to die for the name, it means you will just preach, teach, and invoke the name wherever you go. I'm closing here. God chose this name Jesus to reveal himself to humanity. The name Jesus literally means Jehovah Savior. Jehovah our Savior. Or Jehovah is our salvation. Jesus is God's divine nature and attributes manifested, which includes holiness, righteousness, mercy, truth, grace, omniscience, and omnipotence. When you say Jesus, you're saying a whole lot more than Jesus. So that's why sometimes you might not know what to say. You might not know what to pray. But when you say the name, you're saying a whole lot more than just the name. You're saying a whole lot more than just the name. Because he represents the name and there's everything in him. We must receive God's plan for salvation by obeying what his word says. That salvation can only be obtained in the name. So as Brother Kellerman said this morning and we're saying now, if you want to truly have the name applied to your life, just like you can truly have the blood applied to your life, you must be baptized in his name. You must give your life to him, repent of your sins, be baptized in his name. That's how you get his name applied. When a woman wants to get uh, married, she knows that what she's saying is, I have to take on that man's name. And so when you decide to get born again, what you're saying is, I must take on the name. In marriage, you got the marriage ceremony in order to take on the name of the man that you're marrying. In baptism, in, in, in taking on the name, you have to go through the ceremony of baptism to take on the name of Jesus. There is actions that must precede you taking on the name. You just don't take on the name by just saying the name. There must be actions that you must do in order to take on the name. Don't try taking on the man's name, woman, without the ceremony. They're not going to allow it. There's a marriage ceremony that must take place for you to take on his name. Y'all don't just go down to the courthouse and say, I want to change my name to this man and take it on. You can change your name to his name, but it won't have any meaning if marriage didn't happen. <laughs> so for all of them that want to say, well, I'm, I'm, I, I know the name. Okay. If baptism in his name didn't happen, then the name don't mean anything to you. Because if the name meant something, you will do what it takes to take on the name. <laughs> These are the little things that, I, that, 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 that just work in me. I remember when I got married. Y'all heard this story before. I said to my wife, what's the story on the name change? You won't get that name change. I don't play around with that name. If I ain't good enough for the name, then don't marry me then. You know what I'm saying? That name means something. You had quite a few women that, that want to have the thought in their mind that we could be married and I won't change my name, right? Get out of here with that. No, we can't. No, we can't. Just don't get married. It's not the way it works. 
And so is a lot of people out there. They want to get they want to get the name of Jesus, but they don't want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. You ain't getting the name. You ain't getting the name. You can't take on the name until you do what's required for you to take on the name. Listen, I'm proud to have my name. I love that my kids have my name. The other day, I shouldn't be telling this, but it was too funny. The other day, my wife was looking a certain way. And my last born says, Mom, not the kids like this. Blah, 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 blah. Leave me alone, Jordan. My last born says, well, if you leave out of the house, you're representing the Johnsons, not the Wyatts. I don't even know how he understood that. I was speechless. I don't even know what my wife was because I was. He said, if you leave here like that, you representing the Johnsons, not the Wyatts. He's going to get a lot of beatings in his life. Because that, that's, that's just too perceptive. That, that's understanding a whole lot of stuff right there. And so when he does things that's not right, that don't represent the Wyatts, I'm going to whoop his tail. I'm going to say, that didn't represent the Wyatts. You get a beating for that. But that's how significant the name is. When you step out with that name, you represent who that name belongs to. And so I'm closing up with that. We can receive everything we need to live for God through the name of Jesus. Including power over Satan, divine healing, divine protection. We can pray boldly and confidently in the name of Jesus, thereby invoking his character, his power, his authority, and his presence. When you pray, when you invoke the name of Jesus, you're invoking his character, his power, his authority, and his presence. Jesus promised, if you shall ask anything in my name, He didn't say ask it in my titles. He didn't say ask it any other way. He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's John 14, 14. Finally, we are to walk worthy of the name we bear. When you get born again, baptized in Jesus name, filled with his spirit and you're living right, you got to realize you're invoking back to that statement. You are representing that name wherever you go when you're saved, when you get baptized, when you take on his name. Wherever you go, you're representing the name. You don't need to have church people around whether or not you should act right or not. You've already taken on the name if you did. So you got to know wherever you go, the omnipresent God who is present everywhere, he is looking at how you represent that name. Uh Uh-huh. And so the name is important. And so I close with this last scripture that says in Colossians chapter three, verse 17, favorite portion of scripture of mine, long time now. It says, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all. (laughs) He's trying to tell us something. He says, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. We need to invoke the name in word and in deed. However, 
we live our life. Whatever we're doing, the word, the name needs to be invoked. What we do, we need to do it in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's stand. The name of God is powerful. And I'm giving you a tool today. I gave you a tool today. I gave you a tool that you want to have that right in the front part of your toolbox. The tool that I just gave you today, put it in right in the front part of your toolbox to say, this is the tool I will use the most. This is the tool I will draw for every time there's a situation. Yes, there are other tools. The word of God is the word of God. So, yes, we want to invoke the word of God. But sometimes when you're in a panic state, you can't remember some things. Sometimes you're in such a tight spot that you can't remember some things. But you'll never not remember the name. You'll never not have the name at the tip of your tongue to speak. So I'm, I'm telling you today, God is wanting me to tell you today, there are some challenges that you face. There are some situations that you're in. There, 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 there is a, 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 a place you've got to get to in your life where you can overcome. And the way you're going to do it is by invoking that name of Jesus in every circumstance, in every situation that you're in. Invoke that name when you're walking your home today, just say, in the name of Jesus, let your peace fill my home today, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Two, two, two. You can use that. Because, because then the peace of God. And, and when you walk in, you can say this today. In the name of Jesus, every spirit that is not according to the will of God, I want you to get out of my house. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of confusion, get out of my house. Every spirit of disunity, get out of my house. Every unclean spirit, get out of my house. In the name of Jesus. Because you know who he is and they know who he is. So they got to go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, this battle that I face, this struggle that I'm in, I'm trying to overcome and I'm trying to live righteous. I'm trying to live holy, but I feel trapped all the time. I feel like I can't overcome. I feel like I can't win the battle. But in the name of Jesus Christ, will you give me the strength and the know-how and the determination, oh God, to overcome what I'm dealing with in the name of Jesus You see what I'm saying? I'm giving you something today that you can continue to use always to overcome and to be victorious. It's the name of Jesus. There is power in God's name. His name is Jesus and there is power in his name. And you can utilize that name. I've told you who he is now so you know who he is. He's not the second person in the Trinity. He's almighty God all by himself. His name is Jesus. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word today, Lord God. I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice today that, Lord, they will never be the same again. Lord, all I know deep in my soul is that your return is at hand.
And all I know is, Lord, you're reaching for us. And it's totally up to us at this point to, to, oh God, respond to you in faith and obedience if we want to truly spend eternity with you. If we want to escape the corruption of this life, almighty God. And so I pray this morning, this afternoon, in the name of Jesus, that today, almighty God, we will truly, almighty God, understand what we've just heard and allow Allow it to work in our heart and allow it to work in our soul and our spirit, Lord God, that we will never be the same again, Lord. When will change take place deep in our soul, Lord? When we will we desire holiness and righteousness and faith and, oh God, the word of God and walking, almighty God, in truth? When will we desire, oh God, to be holy and righteous and do your will and not our will. I pray today that by the name of Jesus Christ, that Lord a change will take place in every one of us, oh God. Never ever to be the same again. Never ever, Lord God, to live the same again. But because the name has been invoked, because the name of Jesus has been spoken, that Lord, we will never be the same again. Let each and every person, Lord God, Go to their respective place of dwelling today, uh, understanding uh, that, Lord, uh, all they need to do is invoke the name uh, and follow that name uh, and obey that name uh, and live according to that name uh, and live in representation uh, and reverence uh, of the name of Jesus. Uh, There's power in your name. Uh, Demons tremble at the mentioning of your name. Uh, And today, Lord God, uh, I pray that you will take hold of us uh, and that your name, oh God, will forever be written upon our hearts. Your name will forever, Lord God, consume us. That, Lord, we can walk in holiness. That we can walk in righteousness and in faith. In the name of Jesus, will somebody just reach out to the Lord before we leave here today? Will somebody just reach out to Jesus? Will somebody just begin to invoke the name of Jesus right where you are? Just invoke His name. Oh, in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord help us in the name of Jesus Lord will you provide for us Lord in the name of Jesus will you deliver us in the name of Jesus will you save us in the name of Jesus oh God we need you Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus Oh God, in the name of Jesus, open our eyes, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, will you set us free, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, will you save us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and worship the Lord. Lift your hands and worship Him. And just begin to adore Him. And begin to love Him. And understand there's power in His name. There's power in His name. There's delivering power in His name. There's saving power in His name. There's restoration power in His name. There's healing power in His name. If there's anyone in here today that would like 
can be healed and touched. God can heal you right now. If you want to be healed, if you're watching us virtually and you want to be healed, just lift your hands right now. If you're here with us and you want to be healed, lift your head with us, Father, in the name of Jesus. By your strife, I pray in the name of Jesus that those that need healing will be healed even now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they will receive healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, that healing will flow in their body and they will be whole and they will be healed miraculously in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, let's praise Him this afternoon. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like you. None like you. None like you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Church, use the name. God loves you. Have a wonderful afternoon, and we'll see you later on this week. Hallelujah!